Welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. This is Jonathan Bowen joining you. This week the Lisbon Treaty comes into effect and Europe is now the political entity that Bible students have been looking for based on the prophecies of the book of Revelation. Political union has followed economic union. In the words of Revelation 17 verses 12 to 13, And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. This is now a reality. The kings of the earth have legally given their power and strength unto the European beast in the constitution of Europe. The Bible describes the character we are to anticipate as this new European entity begins to assert itself. This beast has a finite lifespan which will accumulate in war with the Lamb. It stands as the enemy of the kingdom of God, the last manifestation or phase of Daniel's fourth beast, before the beast is slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. Daniel 7 verse 11. It is from this system the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever, Daniel 7 verse 18, when the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion, and consume to destroy it unto the end, verse 26. The end result will be the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Verse 27. The great conflagration is almost upon us. We are living in the eclipse of Gentile times when they are rapidly drawing to a close. The Bible describes this system as speaking great words against the Most High in Daniel 7 verse 25. Is it any wonder that the nation of Israel, the partial and primary restoration of the Jews before the manifestation, or the return of Christ, which is to serve as the nucleus or basis of future restorations in the restoration of the rest of the tribes after Christ has appeared in the kingdom, established in the land by the miracle of Bible prophecy, the decree of Almighty God should become the target of this beast as it begins to stand. No sooner has the Lisbon Treaty come into effect, but the European Union is to assert their enmity for God's people. The Jerusalem Newswire reported on December 2, 2009, European leaders plan to publicly demand next week that Israel's capital be cut in two, to be divided between the Jewish state and the non-existent state of Palestine. The EU will issue its call newly empowered by the Lisbon Treaty which came into effect Tuesday and which Europeans regard as placing them on a par with the United States. Israel Today reported on December 2nd, Sweden, which currently holds the rotating EU presidency, authored the resolution which is to be voted on next week at a meeting of EU foreign ministers. The affront by the Scandinavian country comes just months after Sweden's largest daily newspaper featured a series of articles accusing Israeli soldiers of harvesting Palestinian organs. Israel decried the allegations, but the Swedish government came to the defense of the newspaper and its right of free speech, regardless of how libelous it was. The Christian Science Monitor reported on December 1st, one European official in Tel Aviv, speaking on background, says that the EU position on Jerusalem does not represent a radical change, but is rather an attempt to show the Palestinians they have international support for their claim to East Jerusalem as their future capital. 
The text of the document was leaked to the Israeli news service Haaretz and posted on the website. It states, The European Union calls for the urgent resumption of negotiations that will lead within the agreed time frame to a two-state solution with an independent, democratic, contiguous and viable state of Palestine comprising the West Bank and Gaza with East Jerusalem as its capital. It further states the European Union will not recognize any changes to the pre-1967 borders other than those agreed to by the parties. The Council urges the Government of Israel to immediately end all settlement activities, including in East Jerusalem, and including natural growth, and to dismantle all the posts erected since 2001. This statement is hypocritically followed by the following words. The Council reiterates that settlements, the separation barrier on occupied land, and the demolition of homes are illegal under international law, constitute an obstacle to peace, and threaten to make the two-state solution impossible. According to this hypocrisy, Israel is to end settlement activities and dismantle all outposts, is not allowed natural growth while at the same time demolition of Arab homes is deemed illegal. This isn't bias, it's blatant anti-Semitism. Europe hates Israel, hates its very existence. The very countries that have ghettoized and tried to destroy the Jews for millennia are not even willing that God's people should be allowed to grow naturally in their own homeland. Meanwhile, in Switzerland, Reuters reported about 57.5% of citizens accepted far-right call to oppose Islamization of Switzerland. Swiss voters approved a ban on construction of new minarets on Sunday. European nations like Switzerland won't allow the building of Islamic places of worship in their own cities, identifying Islam with terrorism, while Europe is contemplating calling for the immediate and unconditional opening of the crossings for the flow of humanitarian aid, commercial goods, and persons to and from Gaza. This would mean the open and unfettered access of the real, tried, tested and true terrorists, not just to build minarets, but to blow up families in Israel. What absolute hypocrisy. At the heart of the issue, of course, is Jerusalem. The Council recalls that it has never recognized the annexation of East Jerusalem, and states it sees Jerusalem as the future capital of the Palestinian state. In fact, the document states it will continue to assist Palestinian state building and welcomes the Palestinian Authority government's plan, Palestine, ending the occupation, establishing the state. Well, this plan happens to state Jerusalem is our people's religious, cultural, economic and political center. It is the flower of cities and capital of capitals and cannot be anything but the eternal capital of the future Palestinian state. Well, Europe has thrown in its hat with the Palestinians and puts itself on a collision course with Jesus Christ, who will establish the kingdom of God from Jerusalem, the place where the God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel has chosen to put his name. This twisted mindset is the premise that will bring divisions of European soldiers under the command of the Russian Gog into the land. In Zechariah 14 verses 1 to 2 we read, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, 
and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off. The scriptures foretell the lust of the nations for Jerusalem, where European eyes are focused. Joel describes a similar picture in chapter 3, verses 1 to 2. For behold, in those days, and in that time, when I bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations, and bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them there for my people, for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, and parted my land. The indictment of God against these nations is parting my land, and scattering my people, my heritage Israel. Europe is aligning itself with the enemies of God and supporting the parting of the land now. Eventually, they will commit their forces to bring this about. However, their anti-Semitic ambitions will be short-lived, for Joel also records in chapters 3, verses 16 to 17, The Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth shall shake. But the Lord will be the hope of his people, the strength of the children of Israel, So ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then shall Jerusalem be holy, and there shall no stranger pass through her any more. Zechariah also states in chapter 14, verse 3, Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. Friends, we live at the climax of human destiny. The nations of Europe are showing glimpses of the evil thought that will come into their mind, as described in Ezekiel 38, verse 10. As they prepare, we need to be assured that the kingdom of God is at the door. The time of the Gentiles are fulfilled, when Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles, Luke 21:24. We need to look up and lift up our heads, for our redemption draweth nigh, verse 27. Until the Lord does return... Let us continue to watch with the aid of the prophets, for surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secrets unto his servants the prophets. Amos 3 verse 7. Join us next week for another edition of the Bible in the News at www.bibleinthenews.com.